stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five, what a way to make a living I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. That being said, let's get into today's topic. Arts education, part two. So we've discussed this before, um, many, many episodes ago, and we felt the need to bring it up again just because in new and exciting ways, our jobs keep getting disrespected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, it's one of those things of like, this time around, it's not even the perspective of the students. I, I'm feeling it more from staff members, excuse me, staff members that I've worked with. Excuse me. And administrators. We're just having a time over here. Um, it comes from like staff members that I work with and administrators that I have to answer to. And it's one of those Perfect example. I, I was working at this program and my boss, who is a great boss, I absolutely loved working for her. I would work for her again in a heartbeat. Um, but she said, she asked the question of, she was like, is it different having a boss that's not an artist? And the entire teaching uh, artist staff was like, absolutely. It's a major difference. And she was like, but I thought you guys liked him. You go, we do, and we don't want you to go anywhere. But like, understand there's a difference between someone that does this for a living mm-hmm. or has done this for X amount of years. There's just a, there's a point of understanding that just can't be found by someone that's never created yeah. art. Well, and I think like, it just, I think it's an important topic too for us to revisit and talk about um, and dive more into than we did many, many moons ago at this point, yeah. um, is that, what does it mean to actually teach dance? We, we feel like we talk about this a lot, but I think within listening to ad, admin speak and other teachers speak and bosses speak, it's yeah. become very clear that they don't understand what it is exactly we do and what dance education looks like and what a class looks like and what we're actually doing in class. And people don't realize that. And so, for starters, here in New York City, there is a standard, there's a DOE blueprint standard Mm -hmm. and 21st century standard that is supposedly met in every dance class that happens in New York City, be it private, public, or charter. Mm -hmm. Depending on the school or the network, the the rules fluctuate, but there's still a requirement of what you should know as you're taking a dance class. And that purely becomes from a funding perspective. Dance programs are, were being funded where the kids were coming out with no knowledge or no practical knowledge. And so to counterbalance that, they put these rules and things in place. Yeah, and in the standards, so there's state standards and then there are also national standards for yes. the arts. I usually look at New York state standards um, I live in New York State, I work in New York State, I just like the standards better, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it is, like they're broken down in between like, there's performance and then there's um, uh, creation mm-hmm. and then there's um, like communication, which is about like, how do you talk about dance? How do you, yep. how do you look at dance? Um, 
and there's a lot of stuff in there and like there are even parts like when I go through the standards where I'm like wow they want kindergarten to do this I'm like all the time Oof. I'm like all right well we're gonna like do that in June because that's not gonna work in September for a four-year-old. Yep. And so, like the the standards are very lofty, exceedingly. And they're lofty. and they're relatively broad. Yes, they're broad, but they're often very lofty and being like, oh, that's what you would like to happen. Yep. Great. Um. But but that aside, like we as dance teachers have to adhere to that. Like we, our bosses require that we do that, so we have to make our lesson plans fit within that world. But then, also at the end of the day, we have to put on a show. Mm -hmm. And if shows don't happen, parents aren't, aren't happy. Mm -hmm. And if parents are not happy, principals are not happy. Mm -hmm. So this is where I feel that arts education, particularly in schools, is the, this is where the challenge comes from. Because from other teachers, sometimes we'll get respect, mm -hmm. or sometimes we get passive aggressiveness. <laughs> well, I just, um, I've had this comment before, where I may have been like, um, I've had it from other teachers and then I've had this happen before when I've been out for a day, appointment, mm -hmm. sick, whatever, and somebody has had to oversee my classes and, you know, take them for the day. And they'll be like, they'll be like, oh yeah, all the classes were so great. Like, I don't understand why you have a hard or difficult time with like X, Y, and Z class. Like all the kids were great. And I'll be like, well, what did you do with them in class? And they'll be like, oh, well, we didn't like do the warm up or anything like that. And they're like, we still dance, but it was like, you know, it was like a song they're into right now and it was freeze dance. And then we did like Kosiki and then we did like some more freeze dance and then we did like show off your best move. And like, they were so into it. And, like, I mean, you know, Danielle, like that's just, like, I don't get it. Like I, I did a dance class with them and it's like, okay, so here's the thing. While I appreciate you taking my class for the day and doing still dance related stuff, I truly, truly do. But the thing is that I can't do that every single day, oh, every single period. Not only would I get bored and eventually the kids, but like they're not actually learning anything by just nope. letting them do the shoot and the floss over and over mm -hmm. and listen to in my feelings over and over and over. They're not actually learning anything. And the whole purpose of having arts and education, dance and education, especially when schools want us to align to standards oh is that God. they are coming out with knowledge, with practical uh, knowledge and um, intellectual knowledge of the subject. Yes, and it's, the thing that I run into, it will often be like, <clears throat> well, you're not, the, the problem that I typically run into is that they want to incorporate standards for academia yes. into arts. Yeah, that, that's where my biggest conflict comes in is because I will have like for me, if we're out, they'll cancel my classes. And at first I used to hate that. But I'm like, you know what? It's easier than undoing whatever you've done that day, because <laughs> sometimes like I've had that happen where or if I can get a dance teacher to sub for me, I'll do that. But I've had it where days where they come in and it's just like it's a free day. And so they think that it's a free day every chance we get. Um, so I just don't want that. So yeah, that's, 
the frustration of, like I said, if I can get another dance teacher to cover my class, that'll be great. Because I've actually, I've benefited in a positive way from that, where I had a really good friend, Janelle, we need to get on the podcast at some point. She subbed for me to school, and so she just created a dance. She treated it like a drop-in class, where she yeah. warm up, cross floor, dance with them. And then when I got back, they were like, oh, we really like that dance, can we use it? So I, like, cut it down and put it into our mix. And I was like, that's perfectly fine. One that's like for me to choreograph. But when it's not another dance teacher, it's like, especially when you're at like a public school, it'll be like a, a random teacher that's on her lunch break or well, like it's, planning it's that my, they throw in. There. I, you know, I work, I work at a charter, I work for a charter school network and I've worked for two now, the one I'm at currently and the one I used to be at. And all charter schools don't believe in substitutes. Yep. Um, so you're definitely not getting a dance teacher in there. Last year, I was fortunate for fortunate enough for half the year to have an assistant teacher. So if I had to be out for any reason, she just took class that day, so that was great. But that doesn't happen a lot. Um, so you get somebody in the room that basically goes, "I'm going to play music," and they can yeah. kind of do, especially in the public school when they don't want to fight with them. Yeah, or they think it, it's a do nothing class. They literally cut the cut music on and let them play YouTube, and they just dance around to whatever. And so when, when I get back in the classroom the next day, it's like, oh, well, last time we were able to do whatever we want to do. Can't we do that again? Right. It's like, not if I'm supposed to hand you grades at the end of the semester. Like, that's right. not our Well, and too, like, one of, the, one of the other problems is just, like, it just becomes this, this whole, like, the other teachers are, like, they just don't understand whatsoever. I can understand it if someone's like, listen, I can't teach what you teach, so I'm just gonna have them do dance games or whatever for the class, that's fine. Yes. But to just be like, oh, this is what you do, this is just like, yeah, every day, like this is what you do, there's just like, that's really a big lack of respect then to oh, the yeah. teacher. Well, and it's also because like, going into like, I, I get it, I don't want you to recreate what I do or have a vast understanding of what I do, understand that we have standards and practices just like you do in academic mm -hmm. classes and understand that like you saying that like I don't understand why you're having a difficult time with them it's you're not trying to teach what I'm actually trying to teach so of course yeah. when you're subbing my class and you're just playing in my feelings and Old Town Road oh my God. and letting oh my God. them you know take turns leading freeze dance or whatever you're doing, of course they're gonna be engaged and they're gonna be listening the entire class. They're having a great time, but just like any other subject, just like if you're a regular teacher, a homeroom teacher, or a subject teacher, and you're covering my class, and then you know you are like, well, I don't understand every time I teach math, like I'm always struggling with these certain kids. Mm -hmm. It's the same type of thing. Because when you're in my class, we're gonna have days where we're talking a lot. And we're gonna have days that when we're even when we're learning new dance moves, that it's not gonna be super easy for you to get because you're not you're not doing whatever you want. You're learning a specific dance move and you might not get it right away. And it's that same type of frustration in terms oh, of yeah. like, oh well, it, yeah, because it's not a free for all. Like we're working on something and, and we're I learning think that, and that's I think where not the frustration easy. comes from of it's no it I feel like we sometimes have it harder with what we're trying to do because we're competing with social media. A hundred percent. Dance dance teachers and art teachers are in, like directly fighting with social media and fads every second of every day. Mm -hmm. Like literally, and it's why I have learned to not go with, I don't always use the most current music. Mm -hmm. I kind of like negate that or, or I will let them use 
really current music for warm up. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I, like I said, we do the same warm up dance, but most of it, most pop songs are in four, four. So we can kind of rotate the song out and keep the same warm up dance. And I'm fine with that. So I'll use it for warm up or maybe across the floor, but for like the pieces we're doing for the recital, I typically try to avoid doing current popular music yeah. or one or two, because by the time we get to a recital that is two months later or three months later, a whole new song and a whole new fad will have taken over. And they're over it. And over they're over it. To it every single day when they come and now to class. I'm fighting I've missed her I've heard this song 50 billion times yesterday I don't want to hear it anymore but I still we still have to accomplish what we need to get done and I think therein lies the therein lies the frustration in front of me as a teacher yeah. to make this fresh and creative and for you to walk in and just say like oh it's not that hard just kind of let them dance around I, I just I literally it, and I think that's my biggest mm, thing it is doesn't that's work right so that's my biggest frustration is like to have someone else walk in especially someone who is not trained in the arts is not trained to dance mm -hmm. and go it's not that hard just put on a song and let them dance like let them do what they want it's really disrespectful and degrading to what I do oh, yeah. um and to like take the time out to understand like what what I teach, ask to look at my scope and sequence, ask to look at my lesson plans and see how detailed they are. Because- And that's the thing of it is, we, we do have to have that happen. Right. When they come monitor our classes, like that's always the, the thing of it is I'm terrible about like posting what we're doing for today. Cause I typically just tell the kids, I'm not big on like writing in it and posting it just cause I'm constantly in a different space. Yeah. Um, because of freelancing. So I don't always post what we're doing for the week or what we're doing yeah. for the day on my board. But I tell the kids as we're starting the warm up, as I'm gathering them, this is the plan for today. We're going to do this, this, or typically it's after the warm up because I usually have them focused by then. Yeah. This is what, this is the plan for today. This is what we need to get accomplished. Help me in as best we can get through this. And like, I still have people sit in and audit my classes and what, mm -hmm. like, um, actually I found that this year we're having like three extra audits this year because our school's up for review. So like three more extra times this each semester, I'm going to have people just sitting in my classroom monitoring me for all the lesson plans and paperwork yeah. and things, uh, things that I'm supposed to have on top of, are the kids actually dancing? Yeah. And that's the hard part too, is because a lot of times like though, that's the thing is like, they'll be like, well, submit your scope and sequence, submit your lesson plans, like mm -hmm. make sure you're putting this in your lesson plans. And there's so much focus on that. And then they come to class and they're like, I don't think the kids are dancing enough. Oh my and then God. you're like, okay, yes. well, if you want me to do X, Y, and Z, then I'm not going to be able to have them dancing as much. And it's, it's hard to find that balance. And it's also hard to explain like, yeah, there are days and weeks where we actually do more physical dancing. Mm -hmm. And then there are usually not weeks, but there'll be days peppered days in there sure. that it's like we, it's a little more like observation based and discussion based and or, so learning just, about something new. And then the next day it'll be practical. Right. But it's always like, they're like, we'll just skip that day. And it's like, okay, but like my whole thing is that. No. Yes, I want their dances to look good for the show. Always, yes. Of course, 110%. I am so hard on myself for that. But if they don't know what they're doing, if I said, well, okay, like I posted on our, on our Instagram today, um, the kids are learning the four main hip-hop groups. And if these kids cannot tell me what specific fundamental hip-hop movements, what groove category they belong in i haven't done my job also uh, they're not going to understand when people use that terminology without definitions right like, so a kindergartner 
by the end of our two and a half weeks of learning different dance steps, learning, understanding what the grooves are, trying to match them together, a kindergartner should be able to tell me that a, um, a toe push is a jack because you're actually jacking with your body at the end. They should be able to tell me that a rock step is an up groove. Like these are things that like, I do expect my kindergartners to be able to tell me and it's through constantly practicing them and constantly reiterating like what well, they are. But then, yeah, so you'll have the people who come in and see that and go like, no, just have them dance. And well, and the problem that I have is that definitely where they're like, they're not dancing enough because that's that was the always the critique that I always get whenever I go to any school. Mm -hmm. Anytime we come That's in or we have to That's always my beginning be up, of the year. They have to be up there dancing. They have, yeah. to be up, they have to be up there dancing, up there dancing, up there dancing. And then we get about halfway through the semester and a new one. It's not the first time it's, it's been directed towards me, but it's not completely new that I've heard of it. Well, you haven't decorated your bulletin board with anything that they're doing in your class. And I was like, wait, what? They were like, yeah, the elective teachers have a bulletin board. I said, I don't understand. I the bulletin boards. And they were like, what do you mean you don't understand? I said, none of the electives are physical, also, are, are visual based. I was like, right. we don't even have art this year. Right. And they were like, well, you guys should be able to put up something. I said, so we have karate, makulele, capoeira, hip hop, Afro-Caribbean, and Latin dance, and yoga what are we supposed to put on this bulletin board? Right. And they were like, literally, they were like, well, I'm sure there's something like, well, what? You could put your social emotional learning um, sequences up there. And I'm sorry, I, again, I go, I'm sorry, what? what? It's like, yeah, everyone should be working those. I was, okay, again, that works in an academic class mm -hmm. that sees them multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm lucky enough where I see all my schools currently, nope, I got one school I only see once a week, but my other schools I see twice a week. Mm -hmm. That is a blessing and a godsend because typically you see a class mm -hmm. once a week and that is all that you get. Well, and then part so of- So with what time am I, right. am I supposed to do this extra writing and physical and all, what, with what time am I supposed to do all these other academic type things that you want from me and still put up that show when I only see them once a week and I'm right. fighting, I am fighting their crazy emotions and whatever else yeah. is going on. So like that, it doesn't Well, and then well the guys. other, <laughs> the other thing too, right? So like, I hate the bulletin boards. I fucking hate the bulletin boards. I luckily didn't have to do one this year. And it, we're still in a debate as to what we're going to do. On I, hate, I hate the bulletin boards. I think they're so stupid. But anyway, um, that's the other thing is like I even like I've been in trainings before where I've had people tell me like yeah they everything that they go over that you go over with your school as a whole um, in professional developments you should be able to take those things that homeroom teachers do and I work at an elementary school so those kids besides currently gym or PE dance and science, they are in the same room all day, every day with the same teachers besides those three subjects. Um, you like, they'd be like, yeah, like you should plan out a message for them. Okay. So this is a really good example of how people wanting, wanting these types of wanting dance and other types of arts to mm -hmm. incorporate the academic, the academic standards can actually ruin and 
push your class back so far. Uh, yeah. So I had a situation where they were like, every single morning, the classes have morning meeting. It's a big thing that they do in elementary school now. It's like a whole shebang. Mm -hmm. I actually really like it. I think it's really cool. Anyway, part of morning meeting is a morning message. You just, you, you're saying, hi, I'm so interested to see you. I'm so happy to see you today. Basically to the kids, here's the date something that they might be doing that day, you can put on it or a question and they can answer the question, they can talk about it or draw an answer, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So one of my first trainings was, oh, you should still be incorporating a, a, a message, a daily message every day into your lesson that you like, you read and then they read with you and like, you should still be incorporating that. And I said, okay. And I was like, mm. I'm used to basically being like, this is what we're gonna do today. Yeah, and then that's fine. And then also like telling them and then also like going over certain vocabulary if we're talking about a new dance step or a new concept, like there might be a vocabulary word, and then putting it into, you know, physical action. Mm, that's and fine. they're that's like standard. they're like, no, put put up a put up a message on the board. And so I started to do that because I was told put up a message on the board mm -hmm. and it finally took weeks and weeks of me being like I feel like these kids should be able to do better by now they should be able to grasp things more easily where someone finally came in my room and said they're sitting too long and I was like well it's because you want me to do this whole message after why do you have this message up because I was told but I had to oh, a yeah. month and a half ago that that's what I had to do. Oh, maybe you know what? Now I see, I see that like it's really hard for them I after warm up to sit down and be quiet, I and I, I see how it. that's causing behavioral issues because they want to be up and moving or learning something new. I'm like, listen, if y'all would have let me run my class the way I wanted to run it from day one, we, would we wouldn't have had to start, had to start over at the end of September. But we did, and you know what? We're here now, and I've made and, it, and I, we're back. You, you know, know what? what? We're it's in funny our that you say that. I have to do exit tickets now. No, absolutely fucking not. Because, and again, I've even as a student, I've always hated doing exit tickets. They piss me off. I'm ready to go. Let's get done what we're doing. But it's my the one of my elementary schools, and it's a program that they have. And this is not even an after school, it's a Saturday program, but here not there. It is a program that the parents have access to where any assignment that the teacher gives is uploaded through this program. So at any point in time out the day, the parent can go into this teacher's phone, into this teacher's uh, page and pull up mm -hmm. this subject matter or whatever subject and look at the work that's being presented to their children so that way you can't say I left it at home or, you know I left it at school or we're missing this worksheet. It's all there online that you can mm -hmm. do that. And academically speaking, I was like, this is very smart. It yeah. alleviates teachers losing work or alleviates parents hounding teachers for stuff because if it's uploaded there, right. it's already or done. Or parents being like, I had no idea. Nope, right. it's been on the same the whole there, time. It's all there, you all have access to it. So right. academically, I think it is a wonderful idea. Come to arts class, we're in, again, you had another meeting and they're like, Oh, we need to incorporate this for our things. And this this Saturday program, it's uh, tutoring, test prep. Mind you, this is elementary school, but it's tutoring, test prep. No, state testing STEM, is wild. Right. STEM program, which is uh, science and technology. So uh, ro uh, the robotics program is also falls mm -hmm. under STEM. And then you have hip hop me and then Latin dance. This is all in this one Saturday program. So half of everyone was like, 
this works. That's perfectly fine. Oh, and I think violin. Violin. And then um, the other half is like the violin teacher, Latin teacher, and me, we were all like, what what do you want us to upload? Because they were talking right. through the process of loading, blah, blah, blah. Right. I was like, y'all, first of all, y'all want me to learn a whole nother system, which is already a pain in the butt because I work at multiple schools. But if I have to, I will. I said, but what do you want to me to upload? Right. I, I'm a dance teacher. And I was like, I can upload videos of them periodically. I said, but I'm not going to take a video every class because Absolutely not. they're not going to learn anything every class that it's ready to be shown. Right, right. And so they were like, well, we thought about this for a while. And I go, okay, so there was effort put here. Great. And they were like, well, what if we do exit tickets? And I was like. And exit ticket on what? I was like, guys, like what? And they're like, and they showed us a little half sheets. And it's like, what did you learn today? Or like, it was just several like very basic questions. But that's so silly. I have kindergartners. Yeah. For one of my classes. It is going to take a kindergarten class forever to write what did you learn today when we may have learned a warm up right and across the floor and it, eventually we'll get to doing warm up across the floor and a combo in class right so like that could take an eternity depending on wherever their little minds go to or they're like, only gonna write like one little tiny thing and then the parents are gonna be like that's all you did today and it's like no actually that's not but they're in kindergarten so yeah they wrote what did what did you learning in in class today plie because that's all that their brain remembers. Yes. and that's literally going to be it because it's like we're going to start vocabulary, so it's only going to be one word at a time. And so literally when my boss was like, she's like, well, it shouldn't take longer than five minutes to really, you know, to do these exit tickets. And, you know, it's like as you're kind of like wrapping up and cleaning up. And I'm just like, guys, this is. We... I started that in two weeks. I started doing the exit tickets, so we will see how it goes. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things that we're like. You, it doesn't work. Like it does right. not work well, for what we, we're trying right. to do. Right, and we had the same thing too. Where um, oh, we gosh. they were like, for anything you teach the kids, they, my school works under uh, follows responsive classroom, mm. and so they're like, for anything you teach the kids you should be modeling it and there's you should can you should be modeling from September all the way to June is what inner is what um, responsive classroom says. Cool, fine, got you. I have strong and they with that say book. they say that responsive classroom should only take five to seven minutes tops. And I do that they think that there are some things that need that. Like I introduced a game to them, I did the whole modeling procedure, it worked really well. But in terms of dance steps, something else where they were like, no, you should really try it, do the RC thing. So I'd be like, okay, but if I do this whole thing, then that means that they're gonna be sitting for a longer there time because the, the RC modeling procedure is you model it, you ask what they notice, you ask other questions, you ask then, then after a couple of questions, you ask a couple of kids to, to model it, and then you ask more questions, oh. and then oh, everyone no. tries it, no. and then you no. get feedback. No, that would take an attorney for right. just a plie. So Ugh. again, when I had people observe, they were like, well, I just feel like they're not dancing enough. And it's like, yeah, we're not dancing enough because I would murder because the we're modeling everything and so recently I've thrown it all out the window yeah. all of it I've thrown it all out the window I've been running my class the way that I want to run it let me tell you something today everyone's so much happier yep, aren't they See, all the kids just... are so much happier today literally every single person decided to they were doing like specific observations of people and one of them was me today and they were like oh my god Danielle that was so fun like I forgot what I was supposed to be doing and like actually just wanted to dance and I'm like 
Y'all wouldn't let me do this <laughs> Because why? Okay, the problem that I have, because the minute you said it, it's like modeling for them, like, when you're teaching a new move, it's always a shitty day for a dance teacher when we're teaching a new move. Yeah. Because we are aware that we're going to have to do that new move a billion times. Oh my Which God. is why I'm there's tired. always a day in the spring where I'm really, really, really angry at the world because I have to teach Fuentes. Yeah. And I'm never happy on Fuente Day because doing Fuentes a billion times is just painful. I'm 30 years old. I do not want to do Fuentes a billion times in one day. But it happens. Never fails. It happens. So it always sucks for us, especially when it gets complicated or more advanced or even a basic simple move. When we were working on uh, grand plies, grand plies all day, my body is like, what are you doing? Yeah, multiple so classes again, a day. Right. Multiple yeah. classes, it gets exhausting. But at certain points, I tell my kids, I'm going to stop modeling it and you just have to do it. Or yeah. I'm not going to do it with you. You've got to learn. It forces their brains to literally... It's uh, visual learning. Yeah. Like it forces the brains to see and then comprehend and then right. do. So that's the point. The whole point of so um, when you of do a codified, when, when you do just a codified, this is how I do it. We're going to discuss it. We're going to blah, blah, right. blah. That you, you immediately negate the brains. Well, so the, the idea of it is that they're seeing you do it, then they're answering the questions and then they're trying it for themselves. So the idea is that they are doing the visual learning. However, I think that in an art situation, in dance specifically, it's yeah. just, it takes too much time. It's, it takes too much time. But it I, takes too much time. I feel like there's also a level of negation because we're asking them about the move before their body before knows what they they're doing. Before they get to try it. Yes. I agree with that. I think for Their dance, body like, doesn't know what they're doing. They, especially with younger kids, like, let's be very clear. Sometimes the goal is just to get them to know their right from their left in kindergarten. Yep. Because motor skills are still developing. Yep. So asking a child to articulate what they have not physically internalized the, I don't like that. Let's do more yeah. research, friends. Yeah. But I mean, there, academically, that yeah. makes sense. Like, that's the thing is, but like, I arts, just, I just have realized that. And like I said, I think that, and you know, now I've been given the authority to kind of run ship the way I want to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, that started, oh, this, so rough. you know, this is, this is working now, but it's hard. You know, it's really hard. Of course, you know, it was a new job. I wanted to do well, of course, of course I'm going to try to do what like, you're asking me to do, but it's also trial and error. Me realizing like, Hey guys, guess what? Like this stuff doesn't work for dance in this setting. And part of that too was a conversation. They didn't know. Also true. Like, and I, it's also good that you're in a space where they were willing to listen because I've gone into programs where a program that I actually left and I left it because it was the very first program that they'd had where they were doing tap dance. Mm -hmm. And this comes from a predominantly hip hop school. So it was all very, very new to them. And so they were very much, it was very much like a, they were nervous mm -hmm. to do a completely different style mm -hmm. um, in front of the school. And so they did okay. I still will, will, would have wanted more from them, but it was the first show. Mm -hmm. My thing was that we have more time. We can get them there. Um, we can make it a, an inviting environment, but it was very, the reception was so cold because it was just so new. Yeah. And like, I tried to like get the audience into it and the principal was very much against the students screaming and cheering for their friends on stage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they need that love. Like right. They, feel, they, it feels very cold. Right. Right now. So she's very against that. And then, at, like, after that, her and I bump heads. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. Like, I had to, I hate to abandon those kids. But, like, it's not a healthy working environment for me. The music teacher stayed. The, that was also a part of the same program brought in. The music teacher quit on the day. I was there. I was with my boss at another school. Um, where he got a call. I got, I was with her when he got the call 
where the principal came into the room and was, was monitoring his classroom. And in front of everyone, she goes, I don't understand why they're not playing the instruments. And he goes, well, we've done a little bit of work, but like they, I realize he's like, I realize that they don't read music. And so like, I'm handing them every single note because they don't know how to read music. Right. So we're teaching he's like, I'm just going to take, you know, six weeks, to teach them how to read music. Right. Oh, that's exceptionally too long. Like they don't need to know how to read music. Now, this class is meant to be, like, they wanted to do a jazz combo orchestra, like, yeah. any musician ever will tell you, you need to be able to read music. Yeah. I, as a dancer and a singer, need to be able to read Same. music. Same. I know I read so, music. So, like, you, it, you, I wish I would have learned younger how to read music. I didn't yeah. really learn how to read music until college. You need to know how to read music. It mm-hmm. is just something you need to do in the arts. Yeah. Whether you're dance recording, if you're choreographing <laughs> full times, especially yeah, dance breaks, you're just gonna take. I was, it. Gonna, I was like dance breaks. They will hand you mm-hmm. sheet music, and you'll be like, "Oh, I have choreographed. Let's two, count this I have now. choreographed two scores. Two scores. Yes. Not with someone playing it, but me mm-hmm. figuring out how to what it is because I will read it. I had to. They gave me a CD recording of some uh, dance break. But I was like, this doesn't feel like what you guys were talking about when the MD was just, I opened yeah. the MD talking. And the MD was like, oh no, on the CD, they cut out like of course. 32 measures of Always. stuff. And I'm like, yeah, of course they do, because no one Always. was, it's a CD. He was like, so yeah, you'll still be able to choreograph too. I said, not if I don't know what it sounds like. He's like, well, we really don't have time to play it really like prior to that rehearsal. I said, give me the sheet music. Right. And the MD was like, you read, you read sheet music? I go, yes. He goes, oh, that's perfect. I can send you all the pages. Literally, it would have been a nightmare getting into that rehearsal and things haven't gone well. So, like, you need to know how to read music. And so, for these middle school kids to not, like, for the, that teacher to get in trouble for trying to teach these kids how to read music when they want to learn how to play instruments, and a vital part of that is reading music, it's one of those things where, like, I get that principals are in charge of their schools or administrators are in charge of their, their programs and their schools. But you also have to realize you hired a professional and an mm-hmm. expert for a reason. And your expectations need to be matched by your input and understanding of what's going well, on. Well, and I guess the biggest thing too is like, cause I don't want it to sound contradictory. Um, I think that there are any professional artists who's teaching mm-hmm. will let you know, like, like we said earlier, there are going to be days or times oh, yeah. where the lessons are going to be more, we're sitting, we're observing, we're talking, we're learning Absolutely. how to read music. We're, um, we're watching, um, videos. We're, I we're love watching that show video. review. Right. Right. I love we doing, watch, you know, you watching know, the videos right. after we've done we'll the show do, to critique oh, and I break do that down. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. a wonderful thing. We'll do that. Or I'll even play a piece and we'll be like, okay, we've been talking about formations. I'm going to play a piece. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch it twice. The first time I want you to watch it, think about formations. The second time, you know, it's like a two, three minute piece. It's short. Oh, yeah. Second time, really notice what formations you see. And then we're going to talk about it after to see if you can identify that as a student, yes. that it's not just like, oh, okay, now I get into a, to a triangle, but you understand what it looks like and why we're teaching formations and how they are beneficial. What are you seeing? So yeah. there are days that it's going to look like that. And there are days that the kids are going to be sitting and you have to understand and trust that when the, the days that the kids are sitting, it's because it is a very specific 
and on purpose yes, thing necessary. on my part. It's a necessary thing on my part, which is different than you saying, no, 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 but like all the other teachers are doing more morning message, all the other teachers are doing modeling, all the other teachers or, are doing X, Y, and Z in their academic classes. So you need to incorporate that. You need to do a bulletin board. You need to do an exit ticket. That or, is not working smartly. That no. is not me specifically having them sit for a purpose. No, because the thing of it is I always, the two that they always get weird with me about is where there's this thing where they always want students to lead warm ups or students to, to show first. Yeah. And it's one of those things of like, after we've done the warm-up dance a billion times, I absolutely be like, go ahead, you take same, it. So same. I can go prep. Absolutely, but, I'll like pick I'll pick kids to mm -hmm. go so that I can but, go do, do other, other things. Yeah. But I'm just like, but there's a, again, that is not something that's happening most of the time in the first semester. Absolutely. I was like, we all have to get in that groove and that rhythm. And also I said, I when we, again, we on Point Your Toes have talked about this, like, we're dealing with young bodies. Something can go wrong if you pull, stretch, yeah. snatch, or do something the wrong way, and they're just mimicking the person up front. Right. So that person doesn't know it's the right thing. It's gotta be someone who knows exactly what they're hurt. doing. And so that's why it's such a hard thing where it's like, I feel like you'll get a lot of you'll get a lot of pushback from from admin in terms of like they're not doing this enough. I don't understand why it's so hard. Just have them get up and dance. What the principal said to the music teacher, I don't understand why they're not playing instruments. Just have them play instruments. You have to, tr like you were saying, you have to trust me. I'm the yes. professional. Yes. I am the expert. Or I know when it's time that they need to learn something before we get up and do it. Or the other big one that or also. Or the other way around. The big one that I also always get fault for is stretch day. Mm. So this, and actually I was talking about Fuete Day with you guys. Typically after we do Fuetes, there's a period where everyone is too sore right. to do anything. So it's a stretch day. It becomes, a, it becomes stretching and conditioning from college. That class yeah. we all taped and loved a little bit. Yep. Where we oh, pull yeah. out the yoga mats, yep. we do some deep breathing, and we do stretches and things like that. And I've come in, and I remember, and that I literally go very zen yoga on that day. We're yeah. like, it's dim lights. We bring yes. some candles yep. in. Yep. We have the mats out, you know, all the music at a low level. And we stretch, and we, yep. we do the massage circle. And we do the... And, the dancers always love that. And in particular here in New York City, there will be a typically January to February, it is negative degree weather mm -hmm. on the regular. Mm -hmm. And in, in New York City, in New York public schools, it is either hot or it is either cold. Mm -hmm. There is no in between because a lot of our buildings in New York City it's are like, older than I was than just going to say, it's like creation. living in a pre-war apartment. It's that yes. type of situation. Yes. So they can either cut the heat on full blast mm -hmm. or they can cut on no heat. Mm -hmm. And so I constantly, or you create a tornado in my classroom, which I constantly do, where it'll be freezing outside and they'll have the heaters on full blast. And so it will be like a good 100 degrees in my classroom. And I have kids sweating and trying to dance and they're right. passing out from heat exhaustion. Yep. So I have to crack the window and let the hurricane. Oh, yeah. I would have to, to do that. I would have to do that so much last year where they'd be like, They'd be like, but it's cold out. I'm like, but my room's 85 degrees and they're, we're, we're dancing. Uh, yeah, and I, literally, so, it's like, why are the kids like sweating and pouring? So I said, because it's literally 100 degrees in the room and we're dancing. Right. So we create a giant little tornado in our room. I said, so on days like that, or on days where it's literally too cold and like my kids are so still wrapped up a lot, we'll do a very heavy warm up to warm them up and then we just stretch. Yeah. But I've had administrators come in and be like, why does it feel like a yoga studio right now? Like, are they not dancing today like that? I was like, it's negative 10 degrees right now. 
no one's muscles are warm enough to start to do a lot. Mm -hmm. I said, so I would much rather knowing that we need to take this day slow. I said, we'll either stretch if I want to get physically active or today might be a critique day. I'll mm -hmm. pull out the videos and be like, it's negative 10 degrees. So this week we're going to do a critique day or they say we're going to watch those dance videos that you guys asked me, the Absolutely. students have asked me about. Like, let me, let me as a teacher use my discernment to understand what's best for the kids and their bodies. Exactly. Because and that's, I, I think that's the, the hard mm -hmm. part is like, I know their bodies because I'm moving with, my body's also moving with them. And so I know that like during test season, that is not the time when I need to do any sitting lesson plans. Right. We need to be up and moving. Yeah. But you don't think about that as an administrator. You're lost in testing world. So like you have to trust Trust the people that you hire right. to do their job. And I know? think like, part of that too is like as easy as it could be instead of someone walking in and being like, oh, so they're not dancing today. It could be a simple like, hey, Tony. So, you know, I noticed that it seems like we're doing yoga. Like what? Or just like, hey, so like what's, what's your plan for today? Like what are they learning you. about? And you could easily be like, in this type of weather, this is how it works. So we're actually learning about conditioning and stretching today. Or same thing. It's really cold. This room is not... It's not, a, it's not warm I, enough. It's not warm enough for them to dance. I would love to, to say that all so, this, everything's perfect, right. but there's times where the heaters are not working right. at full capacity. Right, and so you easy, easy enough, or even when it's not a weather thing. Oh, today we're critiquing. Today we're watching yeah, a we're video, critiquing. and we're finding all of the things in the video that we've already learned about so that they understand what it looks like on stage. We're watching our performance from last semester, yes. which is what I do too. Awesome. We're watching our, or we're watching our performance from last week, and we're talking about things that went really well and things that we could do better next time. Yes. These are all really important things to have a full-rounded program and to have successful, like educated dancers. Where you are in the lesson plan, because like a lot of times I'll introduce something new and they won't be, they won't come like uh, African dance. Yeah. We'll start introducing African dance and they won't understand certain movements. And it's just because they're not sitting deep enough into their hips or whatever the case may be. So I will plan one day out of the lesson plan to show video. Yeah. So that they can identify what they're doing. Well, that's and what, what they're not right. Doing. So, like, and that's just a basic lesson plan to yeah. bring in visuals. But right. if you come in, all you see is a staring at the smart board. Right. You know, not and realizing that's a, that. that's a lot of my lessons too. Ugh. Once we get more and more into it, a lot of it will you be, there will be one day of observation. Yes. So they see and they understand, oh, that's what it looks like. And I think that, um, or there'll be situations like, yeah, the first day is introduction day. So it's a little more talky talky. Or like, like uh, this week. So this week here in New York, uh, well, the United States. I forgot we have listeners that don't live here, which is weird. We love you guys too. Mm -hmm. But um, Monday was Columbus, but really Indigenous People Day. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was no school. And so my class, one of my hip hop classes that I see on Monday and Tuesday, we only had Tuesday. And mm -hmm. mind you, because of uh, Jewish holidays over the past couple weeks and now this holiday on Monday, we've been a lot of in mm -hmm. and out. So I said, guys, on this Tuesday, we're not doing a lot. Yeah. For my underclassmen, I said, we're going to watch because they asked to post several videos to Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I said, if we're going to do that, we will we'll critique them. So mm -hmm. I recorded last week. And what we do Tuesday, we watch. We ran the dance maybe like twice. Mm -hmm. I think so out of the entire hour long class, you would have mm -hmm. seen them dancing for five minutes mm -hmm. if you were just observing my class because we watched and critiqued and they graded themselves because it's about right. time for mid semester grades to happen. So they were like critiquing themselves. And then my first period, my second class with my upper class, we literally, what do we do with them? 
we, we, I broke down a dance sequence that they had already learned, but not a lot of them weren't getting it. Mm -hmm. So we slowed it down. Right. And when we slowed it down, we were able to clean something. But like, this was not the most productive. On a grander scale, if mm -hmm. you just observed that singular class, it would have looked very unproductive. But they needed to critique themselves so yeah. they understand what's happening. Also, I'm about to have to grade them in intergrades. Right. So they needed that. And that second class, slowing and breaking things down on a remedial level was going to help their need. dance. Yeah. And a lot of the girls that had just entered my class or just got transferred into my class now know what they're doing. And so it's just one of those things of like, you, I, I would encourage any administrator or anyone that is an artist now and finds himself on the administrative end later to go in with a, a grain of salt, with, go in with respect for your teacher, mm -hmm. a grain of salt for understanding that like one day of a lesson plan does not, mm -hmm. does not, and does not value the entire teacher or the entire lesson. And I also think that on top of those are the things that we talked about in terms of Asking questions. Yeah. So ask if, me. or if ask me questions about my lesson, ask me, hey, I saw a lot of sitting today. What's what's your plan for next class? I'm just not sure if that was like the best thing. We can definitely talk about feedback 100 percent But mm -hmm. ask me questions about it. And then also understand that as when I am the professional, when you're like, oh well, every single class is doing a read aloud, you should do a read aloud and dance. And I'm like, I have 40 minutes, we're not doing a read aloud. But understand that me no. being like, so that's not gonna work, and I will give my reasoning. So I don't think a read aloud is really the best use of time in my class no. because X, Y, and Z, yep. respecting that I am the professional, and it's not me not wanting to do it, it's not me not wanting to write a morning message, it's not me not wanting to model, it's me thinking about, is this gonna benefit my class, yes, yes or no? Mm -hmm. Is this going to help me to continue to move to move forward with them? Yes or no. And understanding that, like, I am thinking about it. It's not me not wanting to do something. It's me really, truly thinking no. about, like, what does dance education look like? And it can go boil down something, too. Like, so I'm starting a new program this week. And I always ask the question of space. What space am I going to be mm -hmm. in? In particular, when I have elementary school because elementary school they always need water they always need a bathroom oh, yeah. and so here in new york city again there's these schools are like four and five floors so like there's plenty of times where they they know my music's going to be loud so they shoved me in like a far away distant corner oh that happened to be but, the beginning of this year and then we had to move my room because yep. it was it, it caused issues <laughs> it caused well, issues no so one was down like, there to, no one was down there to, to monitor the bathroom so if someone got into an accident if something happened uh -huh. with one of the kids it took them too long to get down the stairs so then you and i literally went through this one school where it's like well the kids are doing they're causing trouble down by the bathroom by the cafeteria they're doing this this and this i was like so you need to take your entire class down there so i stopped what we're doing i take the entire class down there to go to the bathroom we get bathroom water we come all the way back up well you guys weren't even in your classroom for like 20 minutes i said because it takes 20 minutes right. to do a bathroom break you told me to do this so i did it so, this is what happened and again i was like so i'm never a fan of doing the really big bathroom i said because a lot of times in dance we do in particular like after school programs or most dance classes mm, depending on the subject i break them into smaller groups mm -hmm. so that i can give them the group attention and so typically i'll be in like a giant gym or auditorium where like there's a group on stage there's a group in the corner over there the group in the corner over there so as they're each working on whatever eight counts that they're working on i can kind of bounce around and if one whole group is like we got to go to the bathroom your whole group goes to the bathroom mm. you, you have five minutes or i'm hunting you down and yeah then i go to the next group so i we're still working while the other group is in the bathroom so when i get caught up in the logistics of where you know you can't 
they have to go in the buddy system or they have to go all at one mm. time or we're not near a water fountain. I was like, guys, we're sweating out for two hours. And then remembering Just, that's my same thing too. Yeah, Again, like asking questions and thinking yeah. like when I, when I go like, Oh, like I'm just, I'm worried because my class is too far away from the bathroom or I'm mm -hmm. worried because you want an adult to take the kindergartners to the bathroom, but there are no adults down here besides me and I teach alone. It's not me trying to be whiny. It's not me oh trying God, to think yeah. that I'm privileged and I deserve more. It's truly not. It's me learning from experience and knowing yes. this is going to cause a problem. Or the one I went through all the time when they put me like on the fourth floor where like that entire floor was at lunch when I had my class. So mm -hmm. we wouldn't be interrupting with our loud music and drumming. I said, Cosette, what do we do if I have an emergency? Right. Because our, our, this particular building, the first thing they tell you is that cell phone service is bad throughout the entire right. building. And the room that I'm in does not have a cell phone, a, a, not a cell a, a wall phone. Right. So I'm like, what happens if there's an emergency? It's like, oh, no, they're really anything. I said, okay, on a small scale, there just may be a day where I need to use the bathroom and I need someone to look at them while, like, they're stretching right. quietly, I need to go to the bathroom. So right. that's something on a small scale. I said, on a larger scale, I am still fit, we, like, and this was my, uh, this was my ninth and 10th graders. So we're doing advanced dance. Yeah. So I'm like, they could twist, twist an ankle, pop something, you know, heaven forbid something happens, but it's like, what, what do I do then? I literally have also, to either send right. a child to run down several Which floors panicking or, or me leave the, a child unintended. Like, right. I was like, none of this right. makes me feel comfortable teaching. So why would I dare do that? You know? Yeah, that is like something that we always, and I think that that's a big thing that people forget. Um, that we, we as dance teachers have to think about that. Right. Like I often ask, where's your closest first aid kit? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, because you can be sliding on the floor and get it you know, and, and pull skin and now you're bleeding. Like it's not the end of the world. Or I ask, where's the closest brooms? And I always get, well, the janitors have to do blah, blah. We are literally going to have our faces on the floor while we're learning modern. So like, I would like a broom and like just right. a towel in the room. Right. So I don't have to wait for a janitor to climb, to stop whatever they're doing and climb six yeah. floors just so I can sweep the floor because we had hip hop the previous class and I want the floor right. swept and mopped in the 10 minutes I have before class changes over. I just, where's the broom? Right. And there have been like that fight and that fighting and contradiction back and stuff is just and it, just, it boils it's down, again, it just at the end of the day, it boils down to respecting yes. your teacher. You hired this person, you hired us or, you know, whoever you hired this person for a reason, respect what they do, respect their expertise in that subject mm -hmm. area. That is why you hired them. And so have the conversations about things, ask the questions. And also when we're asking for something, we usually are asking, we're asking for something for a reason. If you're not, if you right. don't understand that and you need further explanation, ask us, but yes. do not try to tell me like, no, you need to do this or, oh, don't worry about your classes and isn't by a bathroom. It won't be a problem. It always is. Don't, I'm asking because I've learned. Guys. Right. Like, I've, oh. I'm asking this question because no, I've, I've dealt be. with it before in the past and I've learned from experience. Mm -hmm. So give me that courtesy please, to at least talk to me about that. Absolutely. Well, that being said, that brings us right along to our tip of the week. Um, and for me, I think my tip of the week would be, I would love for, and again, on administrators again, any trainings or workshops that you have to do with your staff, particularly in the arts, understand that no one loves them. No one is very gung-ho about a staff training 
because you're never going to be able to accommodate everyone within that mm -hmm. training. And in particular, when you ask for arts teachers to be with your regular academic mm -hmm. teachers, understand that like people are going to zone out, people are going to be detached and that it's not because they're being, they're doing that out of respect for not wanting to disrupt the other people that need the workshop or training, mm -hmm. but you're still requiring them to be there. So I just, I always encourage, I want to be smart about what you're asking of your employees, you know, because everyone's different. We're no different than the students that we teach sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're all different and we all approach things in different ways. So I just ask everyone to be smart about it. You know? Yeah. I think on that, on that vein too, my tip of the week would be, um, talk to your teachers if you especially if you're doing trainings and you're specifically working with artists and residencies or mm -hmm. your specials teachers that are full-time your art your dance your music your your pe talk to those teachers about what would be beneficial for yes. them um and don't and do that that it doesn't have to be if you're going to do separate trainings to begin with it doesn't have to be oh well we're going to talk about the same thing but it's for the arts teachers, no, talk to your teachers and see what they really need um, because nine times out of 10, it's gonna be different than what the rest of the group is doing and we're oh, gonna yeah. benefit so much more from getting able, being able to either talk about or physically do something that is on our mind versus um, just being with other arts teachers talking about the same thing the homeroom and, teachers are. And sometimes it can be as simple as like, pulling the arts teachers out of the academic meeting be like go work on your lesson plan absolutely because <laughs> that's all absolutely. you know like because like i that's more beneficial sometimes than I... me being in a meeting where they're they're putting us through the test the test prep or like homework requirements and, and things be, like that that i and i, don't I can only time. distract from you guys so i'm gonna right. go out and sit on my phone you i know? don't like, have time during the day even in my preps it's my first prep is prepping my room getting ready making sure everything's good to go for my first class then I have a 30 minute lunch block where I'm literally just eating lunch and sitting down for a few minutes and making sure my afternoon classes are ready to go. And then currently in my schedule, I have an end of day 30 minute prep where I'm literally finishing anything up, cleaning up the room right. for the day. I don't have time to do lesson plans on my, on my preps. So please let me go do lesson plans during trainings I don't need to be at. Please, please, please. It just, I just, and it's, it's another, again, and it works for the episode, but it's just one of those tips of like, I just, I always have been a lot of trainings where they're like, you're sitting on your phone a lot. And, you're, and I was like, well, I'm, and I, I always go, well, I'm sorry, did I miss anything that you felt vital? I was like, oh, well, I guess that part really didn't involve you. But I was like, so what? You have me in a meeting where like, it is more vital for me to just answer emails. And mm -hmm. like, I'll be, I do try to work if I'm at work. So it's not necessarily like I'm sitting on Facebook or Instagram. Like I am like, sending emails right. or doing lesson plans for my phone, which is never fun. I would much rather have my laptop, but just understand accommodating to arts in the academia is a ongoing conversation and every situation will be, it, it's very different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very, very, very different. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed in this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us um, at Point PYT on all the social medias. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Dion Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance.